Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm excited today because I have with me a University of Minnesota student who is on the border of Gen Z and millennial, whatever you want to call 19. 96. Uh, please welcome Matthew Wallow. Hey, hey. Glad you got the year right. Hey, I did. I got the year right. I can remember a few things. So, Matthew, so you know we had these great conversations in Italy. Yes. And uh, I, I wanted to get you know, a younger perspective than, say, perhaps mine, which might be a few years before 1996. And um, so first thing I want to ask you is uh, you're an only child. Yes. Uh, do you think that that gives you a different perspective around money than maybe if you had Absolutely. Siblings? I mean, um, I'd say that I look at things differently and, you know – I like to think that I have a rather, I guess, humble opinion. I, I don't know. Now that you said <laughs> humble, who knows? But <laughs> y- you know how it is. I, I just think that I'm a little bit more down to earth than even some of my friends. But, I mean, I can definitely see the difference between, you know, friends who have siblings and how they view things, you know, and just the realities of it. Of You know, when you're an only child. You don't have to share. Yeah, you don't have to share. Everything goes to you. And, you know, when you have siblings, you have to share stuff. And, you know, that's you have to figure that stuff out. So so if you think about that perspective of having to share, uh, is it nice to be an only child? Oh, <laughs> for, I mean, for sure. I mean, when, when you're a kid and you think about Christmases or birthdays, I mean, your parents can go all out, you know? Right. I mean, who, who doesn't love it, right? Like. Especially to, like, I'm I'm a project of a divorced marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So that's absolutely the best because then you figure out, you know, well, you tell dad, oh, mom's getting me this. So then, you know, dad goes and gets that. You get to play off each other. So, I mean, you know, when I look at it in terms of finances, I'm – sometimes I'm confused as to why I'm not more entitled. Ah, okay. So you're aware of being entitled and not entitled. Oh, yeah. Did you get an allowance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was your allowance? Depending on what time of my life it was, you know, mm-hmm. back in high school, it was more like, you know, do you have money in your wallet, right? So right. it's like you you always have like $30 or $20 in your wallet, you know, it just gets refreshed. Then when I went to college, my first two years before I started working, it was more around, I'd say $100 per okay. week, you know, okay. just on myself that would include gas and and everything, and I'd say it was around that time in my life, around eighteen, nineteen, when um, you know the concept of like learning how to like balance a budget, or you know, just learning priorities, right? Like you have this freedom, but you know, with great freedom comes great responsibility, right? And where did you hear that? Uh, wasn't that a Spider Man? Could have been Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, but did like, if you think back to when you were younger, when you were little, little kid, did either one of your parents have any particular wisdom? Oh yes. And what was what was the themes? That, what themes it, did you hear? There was a lot of, and it, it's kind of weird because when you come from like, I, I would consider like upper middle class, like mm-hmm. you'll hear about work, but just. 
because you're upper middle class, you'll have good things handed to you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's like the new iPhone or, you know, whatever. So, you know, I'd hear all this about hard work, hard work, hard work. And, you know, growing up and, you know, don't overspend what you don't have. And it was kind of interesting because it's like you're kind of growing up in a financial standpoint where like, you know, you basically can have what you want. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. but I think that was really important because, you know, when it comes to being 18, 19, when you take away that umbilical cord right from your parents, which is the way that works with a lot of, I'd say, people who are young. I mean, yeah, you know, you have your people who work from, you know, high school, just like any generation, right? But there are those people that, you know, when they go away to college and they move out of home for the first time, I mean, you can really see that, you know, that's when they really grow up. You know, Mm -hmm. that's when they really see, all right, this is how I have to handle myself away from home. I don't have mom and dad always being there for me, you know? And then... At the University of Minnesota, and I'm pretty sure this is around elsewhere, then you have your foreign um, Chinese students who are like, you know, the kids of like factory owners who are just coming in with like everything that they could possibly want. Right. So I'd say I I think I over answered your question there. But, you know, Um, do you think that you had it better than your parents or did they ever let you? I think. Yes, I think I did. Um, Number one, because being an only child, you know, I I just everything was for me. Right. Right. So, I mean, I I was catered to more. Right. Right. So, I mean, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to stand here and, you know, or when did you first notice that you got catered to more by being an only child? Like, when did you first know, hey, I've got some perks here? You know, when I. Because being half Filipino, like, if you've seen how Filipino families are, like, we're tight, right? Right. And I remember, like, I'd see my cousins, right? And my cousins who, they all have siblings, right? And they'd have this. And then I'd see, like, oh, you know, but we'd all want, like, the same thing, right? Right. Come Christmas time or whatever, like, all the aunts or whatever, they'd be like, I got, I got whatever, right? And it it was that time, I must have been, like, eight or seven. And I was like, damn, like, I've... I can get what I want, you know, like I I have access above my cousins, you know? Um, so you knew it was pretty good. Yeah. When was the, what was the first biggest money experience you remember either good or negative? Like when you were young, do you remember the first time you got five bucks or you remember buying something or I think that's a really good question. I actually have not thought about that. Um, because the way I really think about it is there's pre-college me, mm-hmm. you know, pre-going to Minnesota, um, you know, seeing how finances work there. And then there's, you know, po- there's post. D- did I say pre and post? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I yeah. Know. Pre-post. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you, well, so, so you went off to Minnesota. Um, you had an aunt yes. there to sort of yeah. look out for you. Um how was that different when you left home and what it was is like, cause I, I, I'd always been close with my aunt, but it wasn't like home with my mom. Right. So mm-hmm. like I felt very at home, but I didn't feel that freedom. Right. Right. You had to be a little more respectful. Yeah. Or... And so that first year with my aunt actually like, yeah, I had my food and whatever taken care of. And so I, you know, it was kind of a little bit getting to my budget, but my true test was actually the year later when I moved out 
you know, by myself. And, you know, it's like you you live downtown. You live by the U of M. It's a Friday, Saturday night. Um, let's say you've got, you know, 40 or 50 bucks for the mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you spend it on, right? Do you go out to the to the bars, right, with your friends, you know, and all that. So Now, you work. Yeah, now I work. And you work for a valet service. You get to see all kinds of rich people. Oh, yeah. Um, what's that like? It it's crazy. I could I could sit here all night telling you stories, but um, it's interesting because you get to see people. You know, depending on which establishments you know you work at in Valley, and I'm lucky enough that I've worked at very good establishments, mm-hmm. and it's interesting just the little tidbits of advice you get from some of the big shots that they give you. You know, so just like work hard. You know, take care of your money. Right. Or um, I'll never forget. I, I worked this one event. It was actually Ameriprise Financial. And as I'm bringing these cars back, it's almost like instead of tips, like these guys just kept giving like little pointers, pointers that I didn't even understand about. Right. 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 Um, I mean, I have a Roth IRA, but they're like, you know, invest in a Roth IRA, start saving up, you know, this. And uh, yeah, I, I'd say with Valet, you get to meet. You get to get out of your college bubble and you right. get to meet people in the real world. You yeah. Know? And you didn't probably have to work. No. So why did you decide to work? More financial freedom. Um, I just kind of – not because I was ashamed to. I just kind of got sick of asking my mom for money. Okay. You know, like I, I was just like, I want to get some cash. Right. You know, That's do what cool. I want. That's cool. And um, – what what would you say your average bank account balance is now? Yeah, four hundred, five hundred. Okay, and it usually stays about there. You yeah, I mean, some... I, I kind of go through cycles, right? So yeah. I'll work a whole bunch, stack up a bunch of money before the semester, write it out to the end. If I need more, maybe I'll call mom. Like, hey, I just need a hundred or, you know, a hundred bucks more, fifty bucks more. But you know. Did you um, – do you ever feel like um, – like going back to your cousins and stuff, did you ever um, hold that over them that uh, you got more? Like when you were a little kid? Do you jo- ever- jokingly, yes. Uh-huh. But I never wanted to be like, you know uh, – can we say swear words on here? You can. Yeah. I, I never wanted to be an asshole, right. you know, to – like I, I was never that person where like I was born privileged, but I wanted to like be – like uber dickish if right. i can use the modern lingo yeah, you know to your mo- yeah like that that you know that's you know uh all colleges you know in the future listening to this you know i'm i'm well educated i know how to phrase things i'm just i'm just saying things in the modern lingo all know? right cool um so one of the things that we talked about um when we were in italy i was i was talking about this new concept that drives me crazy where you just pay a monthly fee for everything whether you buy a software whether you want to listen to music like i can i can't even listen to well i mean i guess i can it's more difficult but i used to just like paying for a song and now i have to pay for a monthly fee and everybody young people seem to love this I will say this to you. I think it really depends on how much music you listen to, right? Because from our young person's perspective, I mean, me personally, I'm a hip-hop person, right? Mm -hmm. So when people are dropping albums, right, 
So let's say an album's what, like 12 songs each, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say in one weekend, four albums drop, right? So 12 times four, that's what, $48, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Instead of like for us as in our generation, you know, we just want five bucks a month anytime we can cancel. You know, Mm -hmm. that five bucks for that month, we can listen to all that music, right? And I think that's one of the differences too is because of our generation now, we're able to listen to all these different, you know, streams of music. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to put this like dollar to the record store and, you know, buy this. Now, no, for us, it's like we want we want the whole thing. Right. We want the whole library kind of experience. You know, we don't. But then if you switch from iTunes to Spotify, then you just lost all your music. Well, not really, because Spotify and Apple Music kind of have the same, you know, it's the same. It's like. You in Apple Music, you had all that music, mm-hmm. right? You were paying like what five five if you're a student. I think it's like ten or twelve. I I could be mm-hmm. wrong on this if it's full price, but you know you pay you pay that much money. Okay, you lose access, but if you go over to Spotify, which might be a little bit cheaper, I mean you get a whole another library of music open to you. You know, so you may see as oh you lose the music, but I'm just saying oh you're just reclaiming. You know. Yeah, I guess for me, I was just used to getting CDs, and then I paid for it. Now you pay for something you can't hold on to. You know, I'll tell you what was actually a really great ploy, and I'm an Apple Music uh, person myself. I prefer Apple Music because they have a lot more exclusives with guys like Drake and whatnot. But um, what was really clever of them is they had a 90-day free trial. And right when they had this, they had, I think it was uh, Drake in Future, all of my Gen Z and millennial people, you know, you know who I'm talking about. They dropped a What a Time to Be Alive. And it was only available on Apple Music. I don't think you could get it on iTunes even. Okay. You, you know, they, they made it like an exclusive, right? And it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, for sure. I'll pay that, you know, much monthly for all this mm-hmm. music because I, I buy a lot of music anyway, mm-hmm. right? I'm... I'm listening to albums upon albums upon albums, right? Instead of studying, or while you're studying. Listen, this while is this st- was this was in the past. Oh, you know? okay. This was All in right, the I'm past. Just checking. But you, you know, it, I would say that like the modern college student has like AirPod, you know, whether it's AirPods or earphones, like we always are listening to music yeah. of some sort, you know, and we always want to like try to listen for that new sound, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's part of the Apple music experience too, of you can listen to an album and you may not like it, but you don't own that album. Right. You just have access to it. You know? No, that's cool. What do you, and and what are you studying in school? Like talking about college? I'm studying history. And what do you want to do with that? I want to get my PhD in it. Um, you know, somewhere down the line, I'd like to professor, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I specifically like to focus on Armenian history. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Razmik Gregorian. <laughs> uh, really put me on to, you know, the Armenian history and uh-huh. had a great, great experience. You went and traveled there. Yeah, to Armenia. Um, yeah. What did you find? What, like, what was the intrigue? And um, what was the intrigue when you went there? And then do most of you people your age... Um, travel a lot? Do you think you get to travel more than others? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just sort of part of, you know, the time that we're in, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're more global 
as a society. You see, like one one of the things I hate is like you, you know when you hear the uh, the conspiracy theorists who are like, oh, it's it's all globalist now, right? Right. Well, it's like of course, of course, dipshit. Like you know, right. it, we're more interconnected, right? Yeah. We're we're just more interconnected, and I mean, if you look at the access that we're able to have, mm-hmm. right, and. Th- this is my history. This is my history part coming out. If you look at like just even compared to like three generations ago, how easy it is to like take go on a flight over to like the Middle East or Africa, right? Yeah. I mean, compared to like three generations ago, it was this like huge deal, you know, to be able to go. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely say we'd we probably travel more. Yeah. And do you would you say um so you mentioned, and I know that um, you're half Filipino. Yeah. Would you say that? Um, do you feel any pushback from that? Do you? Is it? Does it make a difference? Does it make no difference? Do you feel like you have the same advantages of other students, or is? I mean, do you have any awareness around that? Well, you know what? What's interesting about it is. Um, a, when I was applying for colleges, mm-hmm. I was a uh, very good f- uh, childhood friend of mine introduced me to a former uh, college ac- uh, admissions counselor, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like you know when it comes to like race, right, mm-hmm. as it pertains to college. And I actually found out that it was more advantageous for me to be Filipino. No, to, to be to be to mark myself as just white. Oh, because uh, the quota for eight for uh, if I were Asian was like a lot higher, supposedly. Ah, so if you look on my um, my college, uh, uh, which my call the applications, you'll see that I marked down white, 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 which white. Uh, kind of uh, worries me. You know, if, <laughs> I, if I apply to to anyone, I just want to make clear, you know, to any future schools that I go to, that I fully embrace my white side. You know. <laughs> You know, uh, <laughs> what would be what what is the um, on the Filipino side? What do they what would be the the money message on the Filipino side? Well, I you know, the background of the Filipino like my Filipino family background is that, you know, we were like, you know, upper middle class in the Philippines. So right. it's wealthy. Yeah. I mean, well, you know. <laughs> Rel- relative, right? Like, relative. Yeah, you know, for everyone there. But it, it, the message that I always got on my Filipino side is, uh, well, it was weird. At first, it was like, you know, if you're not going to be a doctor, you know, you need to do accounting or mm-hmm. you need to do something like this. And then I, then I, uh, like, I trashed at school, right? Mm-hmm. Then it came to like, okay, just do what you want to do, you know, mm-hmm. and just be good at it, right? Right. So because for a while i was really pushed and pulled into doing different things in business and Mm -hmm. you know who knows maybe there is a future for me in something business wise but i don't think business school was for me do you think that the white side um on your dad's side that there was um a push to be a certain way or to no no my dad no no my dad resigned that to my mom he was like you know i know how it is your mom's probably influencing you you know to tell you to do this and do that you do whatever the hell you want to do you know um but i think that also comes from the fact too that like uh, and I, i think i'm a bit odd in this is that like Growing up, I was more financially supported by my mother, mm-hmm. you know, so obviously my mom being the one pumping all this money into me was like, you know, I better get a, 
I better get a pretty good return, you know, right. on, on, on my a, investment. Right? right. Do you think she's gotten a good return on her investment? You know, the stock really plummeted. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that start market thing back in the day, back in the twenties, like black Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a black Tuesday. I will say that, mm-hmm. but the, the stock has, has risen ever since you okay. know, to, to record highs. So she's, she's made a good investment. It's going to pay well, off. Well, she, she, she bought into the stock before black Tuesday, but she's held on to it long enough that but she's getting a payout. Yeah. She's getting a payout. That's good. Now, do you have, um, are there any, like, are you aware of any, certain beliefs you have around money like when you make a decision about something you're like i shouldn't spend this because of this yeah yeah. i mean i'd say i mean if i'm like for me i always like to have at least a hundred or two hundred in the bank Mm -hmm. like whenever possible like Mm -hmm. when i'm working of like just that's good cushion cash right right if i have to pay stupid ticket or some mm-hmm. stupid thing with my car. You know, I, I, I've got that I've got that locked down, right? Right. And then everything else I kind of I, I guess I trust myself mm-hmm. enough now where it's like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a ridiculous amount. What how much do you spend a week? And what do you spend it on? I spend now I probably spend 110, 120. Mm-hmm. Um when I was younger I probably spent more on drinks and going out okay. but now i probably spend it more on food mm-hmm. you know um and i like to buy my food all at once at the grocery store you know okay. occasionally i'll spoil myself but okay. you know. do you, how often do you, do you buy food once a month or once a week how do you how do you plan for your it uh, is, spending it is it is weird like sometimes i'll do it once every two weeks mm-hmm. sometimes i'll do it once a week sometimes i'll do it once every two or three days you know uh i just kind of I don't know. I have my system of calculating, like, how much should I spend, you know, this time? Do you make most of your food or do you buy fast food? I buy fast food. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I'm starting to get better about making my own food, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do fast food. Okay. And are you saving up currently for anything? Are you – do you set financial goals? You know, that's a good one because I just – I recently just set a financial goal mm-hmm. and I'm at a point where I'm going to start working again. And I'm not sure if I'm going to, you know, if, if there's really a financial goal for me to set, because right before uh, this past fall semester, actually, I I set a goal of I wanted to have at least a thousand three hundred in my bank account before the semester started. Right. Okay. And I got to there and I thought that money would only last me till, you know, when we were in Rome mm-hmm. for uh, in November. Um, that actually lasted me the entire semester. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So I, I guess I really pushed, you know, how much I could get on. And that's, of course, that's including other things such as like there were some other checks that came in from work, you know, and mm-hmm. I did work some shifts. But I, I was I was pretty impressed with myself. So if I were to have a goal, I'd say again, I'd probably say like, let's see if I could before a semester something stash something like a thousand Seven hundred thousand, eight hundred. You know, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing too unrealistic, but realistic enough of you know to see progress. And ten years from now, how much would you like to see in your bank account? That's a dangerous question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you want to hear my unrealistic? I'm I'm real- happy with unrealistic. All right, tell me your unrealistic, and then tell me what you think is realistic. All right, unrealistic, and I'm I'm just gonna go out here because we went on the unrealistic path, mm-hmm. right? 
if one day I could look at my bank account and I saw five million, I would be like, man, I'm set. Okay. I'm I'm set. Right. Cool. Like financially, like, wow, I really, I really took care of things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now let's go to realistically. Okay. Right? I would love to see forty thousand in my in my uh, not my savings, but uh, my checking. Yeah, my okay. checking account. Okay. And why would it be unrealistic to have five million dollars in your bank account? Um, just because in in ten years for me, I take into account my career path, right, mm-hmm. of history. Mm-hmm. And even if I were to be a professor or whatever, mm-hmm. I just I can't see myself in the time of you know me going through school and all this of me piling up that much money that quickly. You okay. know. Um, now, if you asked me in 20 years, I'd be like, you know what? I could maybe, – maybe there is that possibility, okay. right? But – And so let me ask you this. So if you know that let's say in 10 years 40000 is more realistic, um, how do you – so like for me, um, I would be saying I've got to make sure I have a lot of money in my bank account because yeah. I was very somewhat – I could say obsessed or driven about making sure that I had a certain amount of money. Yeah. Um, and that was more important at a point in my life. It was more important to have the money than it was to be happy. (laughs) Um, but I mean, I've shift, I've shifted the way that I look at that, but I'm wondering for you, what is there, uh, something inside? Was there something that your parents said that said, go for what you want and don't look at, you know what it was for me was I originally like when I first started doing school, I did business because, you know, I had some family background in, mm-hmm. you know, business. And I was like, yeah, I could make a shit ton of money. I mean, I, I had things basically put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shoot, when I originally wanted to go off, I wanted to do accounting and, you know, it's a, I can't I can't knock accounting. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know any any people in accounting, you know, <laughs> but uh you know, I found that I was actually like really miserable in school for that. Like, okay. I just felt really bored mm-hmm. by the course material. Like, it just it didn't challenge me. Mm-hmm. And then I did history, and I was like, my God, like what a revelation! Like, you know, I'm I really love this. I really love the people I'm around. Um, and I just kind of made that thing of like, you know, obviously you need you want enough money that to have a a happy life but i i just kind of saw like wow like i i don't care how much money i made you know i'd make doing that if if that's the way my life would be for the rest of my life i mean that would have been a horrible life for me Mm -hmm. that's how i feel and did you feel the support of um your mom or your parents to say we'd rather you be happy than see there's this weird thing where it's like you know, they always say we want you to be happy, but mm-hmm. it's always like – and if we can be completely completely honest here, I mean, it is always a thought for people of like um, w- when you graduate, how much will your major, you know, help you to make money, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're in business, you know, the it, it's like the opportunities. You know, there's a high ceiling and there's a really low floor, mm-hmm. you know, and – I just I didn't want to disappoint that hope in my mom of like yeah you know he's he's gonna make a whole ton of money and mm-hmm. da, da, da. 
And finally I was just like, fuck it. You know, like fuck this shit. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, I, I did my passion. Good. And what would you, and would you say that's true of most, the people that you hang around with, do you think most kids, your or young adults, uh, follow their passion or do you, I mean, it's a mixed bag or. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Well, you know, what's really interesting is seeing the friends and I, I don't think it's rare at all at college, but when you have your friends who like, they come in their freshman year, you know, they feel like they're so set in what they're going to do. And then you just slowly see them change. Right. Right. (laughs) They're like, you know, I'm going to be an accounting major and that's it. Right. Right. And then they're like, Oh shoot. You know, I'm really into physics or Mm -hmm. I'm really into, you know, insert other subject. Right. Right. And you can really see the, the difference in workload, right? Mm -hmm. So when finals or midterms comes up, right? Before, you know, they look like they're a dead person walking, right? Right. And then when they're into what they want to do, it's like, I mean, they're stressed, Mm -hmm. but they look ready for it. Right. So. And so if you had one final observation about money we're getting close to the end so yeah what's a final observation you would say um from your generation what would you say is the takeaway about money and money beliefs and uh don't don't trust in your parents uh giving you inheritance money uh don't don't plan on it because uh especially if you if you have siblings you better get ready to fight All right. Well, I appreciate having you on the show, Matthew. I know this. Are you in your final year of school coming up? Junior year. Junior year. All right. Well, good luck with that. I'll look forward to hearing about Professor Matthew Wallow in the near future and $40,000 plus some in your bank account. (laughs) Um, So you're listening to Money Should Ask. Uh, Share the laughs. Uh, Check us out on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Instagram, all those good things. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Until next time, 